All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation.
the misfit nation if you've not had the chance check out our first book 13 step guide to success it is available in paperback and kindle editions through amazon if you're listening or watching for the first time thanks for joining us and be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and of course subscribe to our youtube channel the underscore misfit nation that's the underscore misfit nation so you'll stay up to date on all episodes as they release while also having the opportunity of getting to hear the stories of our amazing guests speaking of which Our next guest had a journey from hopeless and homeless to a millionaire entrepreneur. She then found her passion was guiding others home through owning their own mental and physical real estate. She co-manages a wife and husband multi-million dollar real estate business spanning from the Bay Area to Sacramento. Her down-to-earth humor compels audiences to laugh while they learn. She engages groups from the moment she steps into the room and leaves them with empowering tools and a heart-centered mindset so that they will use long after the lights have gone out of the event. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, Nicole Wilhelm. How are you, Nicole? I'm great. I wish that you would go and uh, be my hype man for all of my listening presentations. (laughs) I I could do it. I could do it for you. I can make a recording and just press play. Right. Add a little music to the background. I can dance. I'm not not really a great dancer. I can do it for you. I can go TikTok. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) It's outstanding. So, Nicole, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your backstory 
from uh, where it all started to how we got here. Yeah, it's uh, when people ask me that, I, I never know where to begin. I'm like, I don't know, this, <laughs> lifeline, this lifetime, previous lifetimes. Um, <laughs> but all jokes aside, I really think um, my journey to real estate and then eventually recognizing that real estate is a vehicle to wealth is when I was 19 years old and I found myself homeless in an active office building in Honolulu, Hawaii, wondering uh, why me, right? And uh, I got myself out of that situation by recognizing that it is about your mindset, that it is about the people, uh, what resources you have around you or what you think or don't think you have around you. And I started going to the library because it was free. And I started reading books uh, by Jim Rohn, Napoleon Hill, uh, Andrew Carnegie. And when I changed my mindset, everything around me changed. And then I met my husband um, in a poker room in the California Grand Casino in Pacheco. The reason why I bring that up is for me, I needed a co-investor, not only in my business, but also in my life. And we decided about roughly seven years ago to join forces on what I call a wife and husband real estate team and what he calls a husband and wife. It really doesn't matter because when you have kids, it's your kid's business. And then once I figured it out, I wanted to like leave breadcrumbs or give people um, an opportunity to know that there are other ways uh, to make money. There are other ways uh, for them to have a you know, work-life balance where they're in control over their destiny versus just um, my husband and I joke about being in the matrix or doing a nine to five and like no shade toward that. But if you wanted an alternative, I just want people to know that it, it exists and you can do it. Definitely. And uh, me and my wife were just talking about this the other day since she doesn't want to do her job anymore, which is teach children. And, uh, but she wants me to have multiple side hustles. So Real estate is one of those side hustles that she wants me to get into. I said, if you don't want to work, why don't you take the side hustle? She said, I'll just be your hype man. Like you wanted me to be your hype man. <laughs> I said, there's only so much I can do in one day, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, even if she just wanted to get her license and refer, get referral business, she could do that and never have to sell real estate. Um, I think the best real estate agents are actually teachers because a lot of what we do is teaching people or counselors. Um, I joke and say, I'm a life coach and you just so happen to get a house if I do it right. It's <laughs> <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> yeah, we waited a long time to buy our first home. Uh, I think we were married uh, 17 years, I think at the time we first finally got our first home because we moved around a lot with the military. And, and I guess the fear factor of buying one and leaving it to rental and doing that, the management thing kind of got in our way. And now we're on our second house. So we decided to buy and sell during the pandemic, which was, which was a little, little fearful, but it happened a lot quicker than I thought it would. Our house sold before the sign even went up. So that was outstanding. Yeah. And I thought I was being punked when I got called and said, I got a full class. Nah, there's no way I have an offer yet. There's no way this happened. And she said, yeah, yeah it, we have a full price offer. So, like, Amen. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. And also, I mean, if it wasn't for my realtor teaching me like you teach your clients, I probably would have just failed, fell on my face and just uh, did anything, everything wrong to make that house sell. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really just the education piece, you know, and just showing what your options are. At the end of the day, though, it was your choice and it you made a great investment and you're able to transition to another great investment. So congratulations right. on that. Thank you. So when you, how did you wind up in the state you were in, in Hawaii? I mean, first you're in Honolulu, Hawaii. What, did you go there for a reason or were you living there already when this happened? Oh, such great questions. Uh, when I think state, now I think state of mind. Uh, my, <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know, I, I, you know, I'm working on coining the term like real estate of mind, mental <laughs> real estate, all those things. Uh, I have the trademark out for mental real estate. So if you're listening to this, um, all jokes aside, my parents um, decided they wanted to get a divorce. And I was uh, about 18 years old or so. And I had never lived outside of California. Uh, I mean, we moved around a little bit. My dad was in the Air Force, but no, nothing like long-term somewhere. And I was hanging out with people at the time that I thought were cool, but they really had no motivation on what they wanted to do in life. Uh, they would continue to play the worst case scenario game every single day. Like, why should you ever do anything? Because the world is going to end. And this is like pre-COVID. Now I think it's funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I believed it, right? Like the people you hang around affects your, um, your mental state. And so my parents saw it and was like, look, you know, this is a great opportunity for you to learn learn what rock bottom is right with a fake um with a fake bottom because of course they're always going to be there right but they wanted me to grow my wings on the way down which thankfully i did but at the time you know i was like look at all these like look at all these other kids their parents didn't send them with a hundred dollars in a cardboard box of their belongings like really like i'm your own child <laughs> thanks mom <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> and now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, what a gift, right? <laughs> what, 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 what a opportunity uh, I had to really be like, it was like my first taste of being an entrepreneur, right? Or being like a startup. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to figure it out. What am I going to do? And I'm, and I'm glad that I did. That's outstanding. I mean, you, you, you took that test basically and built your resilience, built your positive mindset by not just the experience, but also what you did during the experience of reading those books, reading the, the mindset of other people who have been successful in life. And you've branched out way out of that now. And uh, congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I was really just tired of watching people go on vacation. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I'm working like three or four jobs. Like, wait, hold on. Dang it. <laughs> missed. Yeah. Like, what am I not getting? What is it about me? And then I go, oh, why not you? Right? Like it could have happened to any of them. Like you're not special, right? The only difference is that they set an intention, they did the work and it manifested into, you know, the life that they're living now. So work harder. Yeah. I think uh, Jim Rohn said it, when you work hard on your job, yeah. you make a living. But when you work harder on yourself, uh, you make a fortune. And when I started really shifting my mindset to that, I'm telling you my whole life changed. That's outstanding. And and that's not that long ago this happened, right? No, oh, I mean, I look young, but <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this, um, I am close to being in my 40s. I turn uh, 39 this year. Wow. About, wow. yeah, about, uh, if I could do math correctly, 20 years ago. I was saying 19. I was counting on my fingers. So yeah, 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> We're both doing it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I opened up your website before, and uh, as soon as it, it starts flowing, I got immediately drawn in because you had the dog and everyone, and then your daughter. I said, oh, that's, that's awesome right there because I have four dogs here. My daughter's already grown and moved out, but having the, your child there to see you and your husband be successful, that has to be awesome and a great feeling in your heart. Oh, yeah, and it, it's a great way for her to learn about wealth, to learn about entrepreneurship, uh, to learn about what's possible. So we always joke with her. She has a little piggy bank. And anytime she gets money for like birthdays or randomly, we're like, okay, you're going to invest this into your piggy bank. And you're going to choose at one day when you can start selecting either what stocks you want to put it in, uh, what cryptocurrency, if you want to purchase real estate. And she's looking at us like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand because she's five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but just the language, you know, uh, for her to start hearing it, for her to start understanding about compound interest, I think is important. And um, it's something that once you know better, you do better. And my parents took me this far. And now it's my responsibility to take the next generation as far as I can. Exactly. Without giving her the test with the cardboard box of her belongings. Oh man. I don't know. I, and I, it's so funny. Somebody <laughs> asked me that too. They're like, are you going to do the same? I'm like, if it takes that, I guess that's what I'm going to do. But hopefully. She, if she doesn't put that money in that piggy bank, she's going. <laughs> <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> I told her more than once. <laughs> right. <laughs> what we did with our daughter. And every, every time she got money, we told her pay yourself 10%. So that was her 10% had to go into the piggy bank. Anytime she got like birthday money or any kind of invest, anything that she gained money on, pay yourself first and then go buy something, whatever you want to get. That's awesome. And I think it worked. I don't know. She's doing good now. So <laughs> how, did you, she, how did you learn to do that? Uh, my dad, my dad, my dad uh, taught us that growing up and uh, he said, always pay yourself first. So if you get something, make sure you pay yourself. That way you're taking care of yourself, not just for now, but also for the long haul, the long run, the future. And I figured pass that down to her and maybe she'll be even better than I was coming up. Uh, that's why I do it. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to be very successful. And it's, it's just your energy. Just I'm, I'm feeding off it now and I feel great. So I'm sure every, everyone that meets you that has the same feeling. Oh, I appreciate that. And I hope that it goes past uh the connection between us and that it spreads right and that people are um you know not to say that you want to get you know affected by somebody uh you know what I mean especially in the days of COVID but I hope that it passes it passes that quickly right that people right. just feel um the ability to know that anything is possible and that they can lay down the foundation for their family as long as we're affected and not infected, we're fine. I think I don't think we need to start another pandemic, but that'd be a, that'd be actually be a good pandemic. I think. Right. <laughs> I don't worry. We have to close our doors and look out through peepholes to see people when they're dropping off your DoorDash. So, no. <laughs> so I know. Interesting times that we're living in. Very interesting times. Didn't think I'd ever see this, but uh, I guess if, if, as you get older, you, you're going to see a lot of different things that you didn't think you'd see. This is not one we wanted to see, but I think we're all coming out of it and with a different, different uh, head on our shoulders, which brings me to mental real estate. How did you come up with that term and investing in your own mental uh, real estate? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the joke that I made about being a life coach and you still happen to get a house. I started to recognize that the more work that I did on myself and my mental health, 
the better my business was. And at first you, a lot of people grow up thinking that it is selfish to have self-care, right? But I think it's self-full. And if you're not full of yourself, who else are you full of? You know what I mean? Like what else is there? Um, and if your cup isn't full, then how, um, how can you expect to give to others? And so for me personally, I think mental health is just the most valuable, like mental real estate is the most valuable piece of real estate you can own. But most people don't even know it's a possibility for them to own or that they even have it or that they're renting it out to like the media or all these other different things, you know, that they're not even home. Like I joke and say they're like absentee homeowners, right? Like <laughs> like zombies. You're like, are you even in there? <laughs> what, is, what is going on? And it's just that self-awareness of that you're constantly having, having to do home improvements, right? Um, and to me, I'm surprised that the term isn't already in existence. I'm surprised that people haven't thought about it because it is, it is the first home that you ever have. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the first one you purchased, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that's what I'm like, oh, that's interesting that you know, most people don't look at it that way. And when I recognized that there was a um an opportunity for education, I started coaching my clients that way, just saying everything aside, what is your intention in purchasing a home? Like, why are you even doing it? What need is it filling? Why like what feels like home to you and really starting to do a deep dive in their emotional and their mental state. And I can't tell you how many people are like, wow, I've never had anyone ask me this. I, I don't even, I didn't know what home was, or I didn't even know I wasn't home or like all of these things started coming up for them. And I go, okay, great. This is a great starting point. Cause now you know what you're looking for, because if you didn't do this exercise or these exercises with yourself, then how would you know what home was or where home is or what it felt like, or even if you were home. Exactly. And uh, you brought up something earlier in there about the media. A lot of people just stay glued to that TV right now. And for the last two years, really. Uh, and they, whatever, whatever side of the TV they listen to, they're letting that side fill their head with whatever hate and, and anger that they, that gets them fueled up and goes crazy. And then they go take it out on their friends that watch the other side of the TV. And then, then you have two people that were probably good friends when all this started or now they or bitter enemies as this uh, cloud is coming off of us because they rented out their rental, their mental real estate, as you, as you're saying to others and let them shape what their thoughts were and shape how their uh, mindset was going for the last two years. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you're not home. Right. You know? <laughs> you're the absent homeowner. Yeah. Yeah. You get burglarized. People are all in your stuff. You know what I mean? You come back. Some... Right. You're like, what happened? It was a home invasion. You know? <laughs> Did they paint in here? Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How long have I been gone? <laughs> That's when you become a slumlord of your own brain. <laughs> yeah 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 then it's a very there's a very different neighborhood and very different experience <laughs> that you're having for sure yeah some some bad happened over the last six months i don't know even where i was right. <laughs> and, and another thing is a lot of people worry about what others think of them and that that gets their their uh brain housing unit going crazy to this if i do this they're gonna think this if if i do this and don't succeed the first time they're gonna say this that doesn't matter. The fact that you tried to do something 
That's what matters. If they don't support you, then you know where they are in your circle. They're out in the outer limits of your circle, way out there. They're not a person that supports you. They're a person that wants to see you stay down so they can keep telling you that stuff. Yeah, they say it's like crabs in a bucket. Um, one of the things that I talk to my clients about too is I'll give them appraisals, right? Like, oh, this is how much homes in your area are selling for, how much the home that you know, you're either looking to buy or sell is. And then they go, okay, great. For my buyers, I go, okay, toss that all out the window. How much do you value it? Because that's all that really matters of how much you want to pay. You know, this just tells you if you're going to have to pay a Delta or not, because, you know, this is what appraisers are going to say your home is worth. Um, And they're like, that's a very interesting way of thinking about it. And I say, well, think about it like your mindset in that I can appraise the value of your mind. Only you can do that, right? Only you can look at the comparable of where you were and where you are and where you are now, right? There's no way that you can do, there's no way that I can do that for you. And so it's just like physical real estate. Yes, you want to know what the value is of other people valuing it. But at the same token, like there is no people only, it's perceived value. It's only the value that you put on yourself that that's how people know how to treat you, right? It's exactly. the home improvement that you did inside. It's the things that you did in order to be a person of value. Only you truly know that. And only you can put that value on yourself. If if they can't see it, then I I, I like to shut the door on people if they if they don't want to be part of it. Thanks thanks for being here for this part of the ride. That there's your there's your exit. Have a good day. And right. Just move forward. Just always move forward is what I tell people. Don't don't look back. Just stay, keep moving forward and don't make those same mistakes again. Hundred percent. So uh, when you sold that first house after going through your through your uh, tr- uh, your trial with your box and everything in, in Honolulu, you got to real estate. When you sold that first house, how did that feel? Such a great question. So this is <laughs> a, this, <laughs> you asked a really great question. Um, it, a lot of people don't know this, but I, my husband and I got married on a reality TV show. It's called Extreme I Do's. I know everyone does that. <laughs> everyone does that. And then they're like, why didn't you lead with that? I'm like, it's not really something you like bring up, you know, like, hey, how are you? Oh, by the way, I was on reality TV. You know what I mean? Like, 90 day fiance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we knew each other before that. Um, and uh, we were approached by Hollywood producers. But I say all of this to say that's when I closed uh, our first deal in real estate. And prior to that, we were making the transition away from, I was a VP of marketing at a startup. My husband was doing tech sales. And um, in the interim, in order to pay for our wedding, he was a professional poker player. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And so he did pretty well during that time. But my first transaction where I sold a house and it was reaffirming, right? Like, oh, wow. I can make the transition. Oh, I don't have to, I don't have to be what my parents wanted me to be. And at the time they just wanted me to finish my um, bachelor's degree and then get my master's. And I did all that. And then I became a VP and I was like, oh, this is great. But then I looked around and I was like, first off, there's not a lot of people who look like me. Second of all, (laughs) not a lot of them have kids. You know what I mean? So I was like, what, what, is this a life for me or this is a life that somebody else planned for me and I and I don't even want to be here. And so when I had that first sale, I go, oh, okay, this is something that I can do. This is something that's scalable. Um, and it's only up from here. Definitely only up. That's right. Yeah. 
And uh, you're right. Many uh, children, as they grow up, their parents tell them what they have to be. You you have to go into business because this is the best thing. That's the best, safest career field for you. This is always going to be there. And then you get there and you're miserable mm-hmm. because you don't like it. Just because they wanted you to be there doesn't mean you're going to like it. Like you said, no one looked like you there because it just wasn't in that realm yet. And it's still, mm-hmm. it's still not it probably in that same, it's still probably not diverse and everything in that, in that culture, but mm-hmm. you would not be comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you're going to work just to work and you're miserable. So by you transitioning and doing that little pivot, going to the reality show, getting married and making that first sale, that's how you, you made the pivot and were successful. Yeah. And I don't want people who are listening or watching this to think that it was easy. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> You know, it I'm was all simple. What? Yeah, I'm like, it's all good. Quit your job. You'll be fine. No, uh, you, know? <laughs> you know, there was times like I remember um, we had to tell our landlord we didn't have it right. Right before we had that tran- transaction. And I and, you know, it, it sucked to say, hey, yeah, I was just making six figures, you know, like a couple months ago, but I decided I wanted to be a real estate agent. So no, I, I don't have it, you know? Um, and it was very humbling, but at the same time, it was um, it was a, an experience that I'm so glad that I had a part of my story, right? Because now I look at things differently where I go, oh my gosh, if your life was a movie, I want mine to be an Oscar. And all the dips and the highs, like right now, if you were to like, watch it um and then uh <laughs> i would say it would be one that you would want to watch again and again now if your movie is one where you almost did something and then you didn't and then you went back to doing whatever it was that you're doing it's a pretty boring movie or if you just fell off and you never got back up that's just a depressing movie that people are not going to watch over and over again you know they'll so, watch it once and laugh and- <laughs> <laughs> i've been like yeah i'm good that didn't happen to me, you know <laughs> So I, that's like my number one advice to people is either doing the rocking chair test and, you know, that test where you're like 80 years old, are you pretending like you're 80 years old and your grandkids come up to you and they go, you know, grandpa, tell us about your life. Cause I love hearing about it, especially the one where you like made it through the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever that may be, like that's, that's what I look forward to. That's how now I, um, make decisions in my life is, is this going to be a story that I want a part of my bigger story? Or uh, is that a scene or a segment in my movie that I want to have? Right. You don't want that. You want the prequel. You want the full, this full sequel and go forward. Right. I want to make it to all the the levels of the matrix. (laughs) (laughs) While that was humbling to leave the six figure job, I think it also empowers you because you've seen the what you can do and now look what you you've gone on that rocket ship now and you're going up again like we just said many people will would take that leap but then they won't ever jump on that rocket ship oh this is too hard i'm going to go do something else and they wind up doing something even more miserable than they were doing and just stay in that cycle of miserable 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 whereas you took that humbling moment empowered yourself and you and your husband both skyrocketed so that's that's how it's supposed to work and hopefully it works for everyone else that way i know it wasn't simple i, I put that, i'll put that on this the closed captioning not simple but you have to put the work in <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's rewarding i want people to know that too right like it's freeing um i can't tell you what it feels like when people reach out and they go i'm inspired by your story and uh you know you look back and you go wow like 
who was that person, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I could kind of remember that. Um, and so I just, I want to share with people, it's okay to lose sight of who you were for who you can become. Um, you can and will be a better version of yourself. That's something that I will say um, is my guiding light, right? Is always striving to be the highest and best expression of myself. Outstanding. And while you had a lot of, you're on your upswing now, how did you take that negative energy, shut it off and turn it into something positive? Oh, uh, I forget who said it. I want to say it's Andrew Carnegie or Napoleon Hill calls it uh, transmutation. So you take, you take it as, because um, energy is neither negative or positive. We put that on it, right? We go, oh, that was a negative experience when we see it as negative, right? Um, however, when you just look at it as energy, then you can have it as fuel. Uh, there's a Harvard Business Review. Um, there's a book, forget, called Mental Toughness. And one of the things it talks about is post-traumatic growth. They know, you know, well, I say most people know about, you know, post-traumatic growth very well-known popular sister, which is post-traumatic stress, right? But post-traumatic growth is actually taking exactly what you said. That's the definition. It's taking something negative, using it as fuel for something positive. Um, now I go, okay, why is this happening for me? And I, and I really sit and I meditate and I go, okay, could it be that I can learn a lesson from it? I may not learn the lesson now, but how can I apply it for, I don't know, um, for the good? I'll give you an example. My, uh, I have bad days. Some people are like, what, really? Yes, I do. <laughs> Things happen. Uh, I'll take that negative energy and I'll find somebody that needs help. So uh, my daughter, uh, the head of her school, it was very challenging during COVID to run a school. And I felt like people weren't that empathetic for her, like to have to send out messages like, oh, you know, another COVID alert, sorry, somebody tested positive, that must suck, you know, <laughs> uh, or have to worry about that many kids at school and their health in that way. And so I brought her flowers, her favorite coffee and just sat it on the table. And it wasn't about me getting recognition. It was about me channeling the energy so that she knew that, you know, somebody cared that she was important, that somebody saw her and wanted to celebrate her. Uh, and I can't, again, I can't tell you in words, I can try, but she started crying. She said she had never had someone see her in that way, especially in a, a moment where she felt like it was low. And she hadn't, she didn't even say anything. I just, I just kind of knew and felt it. Um, so I would say for anyone who's experiencing something negative, if you can look at what you have to give and to give that, I promise you, it's not gonna, it's not gonna wash away that negative thing that happened. But what it will do is will allow for more opportunities for positive or how you may see as positive things to to come your way because the universe will recognize that you are grateful for this moment and bring you more things to be grateful for. Awesome, and a lot of our audience does have a PTS or PTSD since they call it a disorder, but and hearing you say that to channel that into something positive, it, that's something a lot of them need to hear. And it's kind of what I did with this show, knowing that I had that from uh, four times going across the pond to play, to play Joe over there against our, our friends. My, my mind was not right after four times doing it. So I knew that and I finally got help. And then I channeled it and turned it into something positive so I could help share their stories and get people like you on here to 
to spread positivity, spread a positive mindset, show them ways to make themselves better without hurting them or without them having to overthink it. It's very easy to channel it and do things like that. Thank you for your service. No problem. Thank you for everything you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, your service then, your service now. Because um, now you're now you're fighting a, a different war. <laughs> yeah, a very different war. <laughs> Can't shoot at it. So. <laughs> so, Nicole, if you could give advice to someone that's just getting uh, going in the, in the real estate realm, what would you give them? I would tell them to do the work on themselves. I would tell them like, really like listen to podcasts like this or watch it on YouTube. Uh, Look at, uh, fill your things with positivity. And I know that sounds like very woo woo, but the reality (laughs) is that there's so many negative things that are happening in this world and the news uh, only perpetuates it. That's its job to, to, to spread that message. Um, so counterbalance that or even eliminate that and focus on the things that are positive. Uh, meaning that you are now going to read, you know, I don't know if you can a book every month of something positive of either someone that you are inspired by or tactics and tips on how to get better in the industry. Um, surround yourself with at least five people uh, that you feel like you have to stand on your tippy toes uh, just to be around them because, you know, you're like, oh, uh, do they know that I'm not there yet? You know what I mean? But you'll be surprised because then you'll start pulling somebody else up, right? Um, and you'll be doing that for somebody else. So I, I would say those are my top two tips. Um, and then the last one is just take the leap. Just just do it. I, I know I know it's terrifying. Um, there's no amount of money you can save up. I used to tell people have at least three months worth of reserves, but things can happen. I would just say if you um, if you have the will and you're willing to do the work, then God, the universe, the source, whatever you'd like to call the infinite being that guides all of us, will give you a way, 100%. Very good right there. And then now tips on getting that positive mindset. Ooh. See, I'm I'm making you work now. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I call it homework. So this is great. (laughs) Uh, Get accountability partners. Okay. Cause what will happen is that you'll be like, yeah, I'm positive. And then I don't know, a string of things will happen, right? Like your car might break down or you might get in a car accident or you might hear some bad news. And then you're like, oh man, okay. All right. Pick yourself up. Right. And then you'll, you'll try. And then it might go down a, a negative spiral. Uh, if there are not people around you to pick you up, you might stay there longer than you should. Right. Um, so if you have accountability partners, some people look at it as Bible study, some people look at it as like a book club, just some people that you can trust that will tell you the things that you need to hear, not that you want to hear, right? Because you may want to wallow in whatever the negative energy that you're feeling, but sometimes they, they might just say, snap out of it. It's not worth it. You shouldn't be in it. And you may not want to hear that. <laughs> so. Oh, I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all me. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I would say that's number one. Um, and number two would be um, to success leaves clues, right? And so to seek out uh, knowledge or expertise from somebody that is already like 
has a positive mindset. For me, it was um, Robert Kiyosaki and it was listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It was Tony Robbins. Uh, it was all the people that I mentioned earlier, Andrew Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, uh, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, um, and just really listening to their delivery and their story, right? Um, until you can create your own hero's story. Because the reality is you're actually doing it now it will just remind you that you are the creator of your own experience. Uh, and then uh, the last point of it is you are the creator of your own experience. So create the life you want. Awesome. Just, just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Take the leap and just do it. Both number threes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good right there. I mean, seriously, that's like what the only <laughs> holding you back is you. Exactly. You're, you are the biggest part and the biggest roadblock to you is you. And that's what I tell people. So Nicole, how does someone get in contact with you if they want you to guide them through their first house purchase or if they just want to chat with you? Yeah, great. Um, you can email us at the Wilhelm team at Compass. It's my last name, W-I-L-H-E-L-M. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram, the Wilhelms. And uh, I would just say, even if it isn't about purchasing a home and it's just, I don't know, I woke up and didn't listen to the news and did something great for somebody else, share it with me. I like hearing those stories. I like to know that you are on your way, that you're on, on your path, um, because sometimes those little steps are more important than purchasing a house because it leads to that. It's right. the small things that count. Baby steps, baby steps get you there. For sure. <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you for taking some of your time to share with us on the, the Misfit Nation, your journey and story. Oh, for sure. Thank you for having me. No problem. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Nation.